Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of Yarns from the Plain. Today is Friday the 5th of April 2013 and do you know it might almost be spring? Maybe? There was still frost there this morning in the garden when I looked out and on the cars when I peeked out but there is quite a lot of blue sky. The sun is definitely trying to shine and when you're in a sunny spot out of the wind it's almost warm but there's still quite a bit of wind and so we're not quite there yet I really am conforming to the whole British stereotype of doing nothing but talk about the weather am I but it's just Oh, spring is taking so long to get here. I can't believe that at various points in the February half term, I'd nipped out without my coat because it was 16, 17 degrees. And then other days since then, it's just been ludicrous. There is still snow between um, Northwich and Chester. Um, on several points I can see it up on in the fields where it's drifted up into the uh, hedges at the edge of the fields and it's still not melted and that's two weeks ago since the really heavy snowfall and then we had snow um, in the week after that as well although none of it stuck in Northwich but it obviously stuck elsewhere and there's still snow on the ground it's the 5th of April this is just ludicrous (sighs) but luckily I have a nice warm conservatory in which to snuggle most of the time. Not there at the moment. Um, I'm actually out and about. Um, I was going to possibly sort of try and get some various bits of audio out and about this week. It didn't happen. Um, But I thought I would take opportunity um, to sit in the sunshine for a bit and just record because when I go back, I know I've got other things to do and I'll just get easily distracted. Um, so I just thought I would, you know, grab the opportunity to speak to you. So apologies for any odd noises there may be in the background, um, because I'm actually in the, the, the car park of the Blakemere Craft Centre for any of you who live in Cheshire. So very occasionally, um, a, I don't know whether it's a Land Rover, but whatever it is, it's backed up to, made up to look like Thomas the Tank Engine, um, it goes past dragging some some train carriages for people i don't know why it's not like it's a very long distance from the car park to the shops but but never mind but i've popped in here um because i have i've bought a zip i actually intend to put a zip in something how scary is that but there we are um anyway so knitting since i spoke to you last well you know we've got to april and i've still not finished anything this year yet uh, apart from little bunting triangles um and even those don't really count because i'm still halfway through one and haven't finished so i have no finished 
items at all yet for 2013, which is really appalling. I should be working on the Adrift because I'm so close to finishing it, but I'm not. Um, I cast on a Tomten um, for a cousin's baby, and I've worked the whole of the body of that in garter stitch, done the hood. It's a lovely pattern. You start at the bottom and work up and do it all in one piece apart from the sleeves, which you then pick up stitches for and knit down. Um, you graft the hood together um, using garter stitch kitchener, which I've never done before. Um, but it obviously means it's nice and seamless. So it, it looks lovely. But I don't know. I was knitting it and th and kept sort of saying to my husband, this is, this is just going to, he's never going to, he's not going to fit into this till he's three. But I actually measured it and it's only a 20 one inch around at the minute which looking at lots of size charts is only sort of around about the six months mark so I mean my trouble is I don't handle enough young babies to really have a good idea about what kind of size they are so it does look enormous to me but measuring it up it, it doesn't appear to be so you know maybe there's hope that he will fit into it anyway he, it's got a hood I'm currently knitting both sleeves at once um, on the same needle knitting down, which is, you know, was interesting to manipulate when I first picked them up, since they are attached, you know, you, you pick the stitches up around the armhole and knit down. Um, they look like they're going to be the, the sleeves for a gibbon, um, but that's because actually they encompass the shoulder and, and part of the body, so, you know, the first 14 ridges of it really in the garter stitch are actually part of the body, they're not part of the sleeves. So once I'd kind of stopped hyperventilating um that it was going to be only suitable for a mutant baby um and calm down i realized it was all right so i've got around about i think i've got around about 20 15 to 20 more ridges to do on the sleeves um i think around about approximately and then i just need to seam the underarms Weave in all the little bits where I've joined in the new yarn and uh, put the zip in. But I think I might edge it in I-cord. I'm thinking that that might give me a nice um, channel to stitch the zip in with and then make the zip almost disappear. Um, but it's more it will hide my stitches, really. So... Um, so I decided to, I popped in today to pick up a zip. Of course, I didn't plan on popping in to pick up a zip, so I haven't actually got the garment with me. So I was best guessing the colour by using some um, Debbie Bliss Baby Cash Merino, which looks like it's a similar shade. And I was best guessing the size, so it all could go terribly wrong. Um, you know, <laughs> this is me we're talking about after all. Um, but there we are. Anyway, I have purchased a zip, so... If you hear a howling in about half an hour's time, it's when I've gone home and realised that it's the wrong shade and the wrong size, and I'm going to have to come back out and get it. But, you know, we'll live. It's not a major problem. And then, and I blame, I blame a playful day for this entirely. Green Triangle Girl, you are naughty. But I was catching up with her latest episode, and she happened to mention an... Elizabeth Zimmerman knit-along, read-along, that's going to be running over on her group. Um, so the idea is that you read your 
copy. I, I think they've suggested knitting without tears, but it really doesn't really matter. And knit something by Elizabeth Zimmerman. Well, of course, the Tomton jacket is that anyway. But it did make me just, you know, think of seamless yoke sweaters. Do you remember I loved mine that I knit in the Debbie Bliss um, Donegal Luxury Tweed with the Silverthor, Neuro Silverthor yoke that the hubby washed in the washing machine? Went from being a very sloppy, long line, soft, comforting sweater to a form-hugging, slightly felted... Yeah. Anyway, um, I've got an awful lot of British, beautiful Aran weight yarn left over where I didn't make it all into cushions. And I was thinking that I could make make a, a seamless one with some patterning in the yoke and maybe sort of patterning around a band around the bottom and the cuffs because I haven't got enough cream to make the body entirely with cream so I'm going to have to put some blues and some purples in there so I've been making some big swatches one to sort out my gauge and two to play around with some patterns um, I've been having a look in the um, Mary Jane Mucklestone fair out book that I've got and uh, having you know dipping into there for some ideas plus looking at some of the original designs that um, Elizabeth Zimmerman had in her book I mean obviously they're all in black and white but she's got some of the little stitch patterns to set me off so I'm playing around with that at the moment I have scribbled down all sorts of measurements and calculations on post-its which is it's not I really need to write it out properly don't I because I'm you know what I'm like I'll put it down and then forget it and then I'll go oh how many stitches have I cast on um at the moment I'm working on I've, I've done a provisional cast on and I've knitted um and then increased so that I'm doing the the hem first and then I've changed so I've done it on a Logan Brew, then I've changed it on um, to a blue to do a, a pico row so that it will just look like there's little dark blue picots which will blend almost with the Logan Brew, which is a, a kind of an aubergine colour really. Um, and then I'm about to change back to the Logan Brew to, to work a few more rounds to make the rest of the hem and then I'll knit the two stitches together in one to join it now obviously I'll need to kind of knit nine and then miss one out of the round because I cast on only 90% of the number of stitches so in my head it works we'll we'll see how it, it goes <laughs> if it looks terribly puckered I'll just rip it out and start again um, I've already done that once because I originally cast on in the cream um, using the sheepfold clotted cream, which I've talked about before in the past. But then I just realised that cream cuffs and me, uh, it's not going to work. Not going to work at all. So there we go. So I've done some calculating to try and put some waist shaping in, which will be interesting. And and we'll just see how it goes. Um, I'm never 100% sure about my gauge, though. As in, I measure it and lots of different places and I take the average and then it still seems to lie because um, it did that on the original sweater it should have had a the original sweater should have had something like a 44 inch um, chest and had ended up with about 46 47 which wasn't a problem um, but you know I'm trying to make a one that's not quite so big so that I can make my my yarn go a bit further 
Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. So, so that's got completely under my skin. So I've just sort of been fiddling and swatching and playing around with that. And so that just means that I'm not knitting on the adrift and I'm not finishing it off. And I've not finished off that scarf for my own knit along either. I mean, how dreadful am I? So I really do need to get myself in hand. The whole plan was I was going to finish the adrift cardigan, take something out of the um, works in progress boxes, finish that off, cast something new on. And, and I'm just casting new things on. And not finishing them, which is showing a terrible lack of control, really, isn't it? Terrible lack of self-control. I really do have knitters ADHD. Um, but there we are. I've not done any other crafting since I spoke to you last, so no crochet, no spin. Um, but I am taking the joy on holiday with me tomorrow. <laughs> going on holiday. And we're self-catering in Britain, and it's lovely. And I'm going to take my wheel so I can spin in the evenings. Or spin out on the balcony looking at the sheep. It's where I um, where I stayed last summer um, in Devon. So I'm looking forward to going to Cold Harbour Mill this time because we didn't go. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be quite good. And I'm just generally looking forward to having a rest. <laughs> Okay, on to a review. Now, I'm going to review something that I've never reviewed before. Um, I'm going to review a theatre production. But before I do that, I must give you a little bit of background. Um, uh, some of you may well be aware of this theatre company. They're called Lip Service and they are Maggie Fox and Sue Riding. And I think they're absolutely brilliant. They put together... Um, performances they write and perform their own work and it is usually um work based on it's not quite skits but um lovingly based on particular books or genres of work um and in the last i mean i've been aware of them for maybe about 10 12 years I was trying to think when I first went to go and see them and I can't remember when I first went to see them but it was a long time ago um, possibly around about the time I moved to Northwich um, so that puts it about 11 years ago and uh, we went to go and see them at the Library Theatre in Manchester and we went to see them perform Hector's House which was a version of one of the Greek tales now I was trying to think whether it was Jason and and you know, the Argonauts and the Search for the Golden Fleece, um, which I think it might have been. But it was very funny. Lots of arch looks, lots of very funny one-liners. Um, our audience participation in that case was through... We were invited when we were in the foyer to write any quotes that we liked on uh, pieces of paper and pop them in a Grecian urn. And at various points in the, um, in, in the play, the the running gag was that bits of the script had been had gone missing so that they would pick um a line out of the the pot and read it out and one of mine was was written read out i can't remember the context of it but it was very funny i do remember it it just seemed to fit very well because my quote was uh, it's life jim but not as we know it which um yeah you know where that came from so <laughs> 
I desperately want to burst into, I can't remember the name of it, but I want to, to uh, burst in, into that one. You know, it's life, Jim, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Not as we know it. And then burst into a chorus of, there's Klingons on the starboard bow, starboard bow, starboard bow, Klingons on the starboard bow, starboard, starboard bow. That's really sad, isn't it? God, I'm such a geek. Anyway, I, if if you're really lucky, I may see if I can track down who did that record. Um, but whatever. Anyway. I aside, it was very funny. I um, we've gone and seen them a few times since. One was based on um, Louisa M. Alcott's Little Women, um, which was very funny, um, especially the the bit where Beth dies, which is just you know not supposed to laugh really, are you? But it was quite funny. And also um, Withering Looks, which was based on the sort of the collective works and lives of the Bronte sisters so there's an awful lot of looking wistfully out of the window into the scenery and stuff um, now their current production is called Inspector Norse N-O-R-S-E and is based very much on the Scandi Noir um, that's taken Britain by storm at the moment so lots and lots and lots of references to the killing and to the original um, Danish version of it but obviously um, in Britain, when you think of Scandinavia, you don't tend to so much think of Denmark. You tend to think of Sweden. And because of that, you therefore tend to think of ABBA and IKEA. And so there are liberal references to both of those within the, the production as well. OK, so I can hear you saying, right, she's going to talk about a theatre production. Why in a knitting podcast is she talking about a theatre production? Well... Some of you will have read in the knitting magazines in the UK before Christmas about this production because a general appeal was put out for knitted leaves. You were encouraged to go along um, and watch the event taking knitted leaves with you because at one point they want to turn um, winter into spring and bring a, a tree to life with knitted leaves. And obviously with it referencing the killing and Sarah Lund's jumper, then there's obviously that knitting link. But it's gone way beyond, way beyond knitted leaves. Most of one set is knitted, as in uh, one particular scene. The way they work, they have a uh, very minimal scenery. Um, because of it being a two-woman show. So they tend to move all the scenery themselves. They don't have prop hands or anything else like that. And one part of it is completely knitted. There's a complete knitted house um, with knitted coffee pots and knitted coffee and um, a knitted cuckoo clock and a knitted telephone and a knitted front door and a knitted roof and knitted windows and a knitted fireplace and knitted flames. And it's just absolutely fantastic. And I was speaking to... Um, Maggie in the interval, one of the actresses, we were encouraged and invited to go up on stage to, to dress the tree, but also to go and have a look at the knitting that was involved. And it was absolutely brilliant. Um, the fireplace, the fire mantle had gone all the way up one side and along the front and then all the way down to maybe about the last six inches on the right hand side. The needles are still in it. <laughs> There's still a needle in the fire, fire surround. It's absolutely superb. <laughs> Absolutely superb. Um, and they've had so many leaves. It's just been amazing. It's been absolutely brilliant. They've, they've just said it was more than they could ever have wished for. Um, 
the just <laughs> the autopsy scene. I was howling with laughter at the autopsy scene. I won't spoil it for for you um, if you have any chance to go, but it was just, um, in the words of the of the the um, person carrying out the autopsy at the time, that it really is the most flamboyant pair of lungs um, he'd ever seen. But it was just absolutely brilliant. I, I find lip service very funny anyway. Um, it's my kind of humour. Um, and I love the Scandi dramas, um, so that fitted right in. And of course, why, how can you not love a show that's full of knitted props? So that's my review. I would, I would give it five stars out of five if I was a theatre critic. I really, really enjoyed it. And I would urge you, if you get the opportunity, um, if it comes near you, um, as it tours again to please grab tickets and go because it is really really good and you get to have a look at some really good knitting uh, in the interval as well so lip service have got two more nights at the lowry uh, in salford keys that's tonight the 5th and tomorrow um, saturday the 6th of april then they're playing the georgian theater in richmond on the 26th of april the ashcroft arts center in fairham on the 1st of may the yvonne arnold at Guildford on the 2nd and the 3rd of May, the Haymarket Theatre at Basingstoke on the 4th of May, the Kendall Brewery Arts Centre on the 7th of June, Theatre 7 at Shrewsbury on the 4th of July, and the Litchfield Festival on the 7th of July. Then on the 25th of July, at the Forum Studio in Chester, they are playing a shortened version now it's a shortened version because it's obviously a rehearsal for their edinburgh version um then they're doing that short version again the following day at the met in berry on the 26th of july and then from the first right through to the 26th of august they're playing at the edinburgh fringe so they're at the assembly george square one and that's at four o'clock every day and then it says here that there will be more dates to follow um, from September. So if you check their website, which is at lipservicetheatre.co.uk, um, then there'll be updates there about any further dates um, for this autumn. But I would urge you, if you get the chance, go and see it because one, they're really, really funny anyway. And two, what's not to love? A play centred around knitting. It's just absolutely brilliant. So that's the Lip Service Theatre Company performing Inspector Norse. So, on to something I really like. Well, I have to say, I'm so behind on, on the bandwagon here, but it is, it's just, it made me, watching the theatre production, made me go back and finish watching the killing about a year ago i got through to about episode 11 12 and then went back to school and then just never watched any more of it so and it's one of those things that i kept thinking all right i must settle down and watch it i must settle down and watch it and i haven't so i still don't know who killed nana birk larsen although i have my ideas um but i sat down yesterday and watched um i had a bit of a fest and watched four episodes yesterday um i've watched another two episodes today 
No, you're right, I don't do any housework. Uh, well, I wipe a few surfaces down every now and again. Um, and so I've got three more episodes to go. Um, but it's been absolutely brilliant because in the past I've not been able to knit whilst watching it because obviously I need to watch the subtitles. But working on the Tom 10 jacket because it is garter stitch and because I can do garter stitch without watching by knitting now I can do it by feel I've been able to actually knit and watch the killing so I've made tons of progress on the sleeves that's why I'm so close to finishing now because I've done tons and tons and tons of progress on the sleeves so I'm absolutely delighted to be able to say that and um, I'm looking forward to to finishing that off and seeing the last few episodes but it it's really I know it's really passe of me to say because you know I'm so behind with with seeing the killing but it is just it's fantastic i really do like it i just like the fact that it's a slow burn you know and i'm given the credit for having some intelligence and some staying power and it's not all flying around everywhere so that's my I, something i really like at the moment catching up on the killing So finally, just thinking about upcoming events. Um, tomorrow is the um, fleece sampling workshop by Wing and Wools. That's being hosted at the Frodsham Community Centre on Fluin Lane in Frodsham. Um, I mentioned it in the last episode. And at the end of this month, we've got Wonderwool Wales, um, which I'm really looking forward to. And the run-up of all the other um, wool shows that we've mentioned. So we've got Woolfest in June and um, Fibre East in July. And that lovely-looking new one in Skipton in September. So, you know, keep an eye out for details about those coming up in the knitting magazines. Also... Don't forget, it's beginning to be time that we're moving towards the county shows and the agricultural shows. So keep an eye out in your local press, your local area for things like that, because that's going to be coming up soon. Um, I know the Northumberland show is the bank holiday Monday at the end of May. I can't remember the exact date, but that's certainly coming forward. And there are certainly some shows on the early May bank holiday as well. So keep an eye out for those. And uh, I'll talk more about those in future episodes. I'm waiting desperately for the um, schedule for the home and garden section in the Tame Show because um, I've got a handicrafts cup to defend. And I'm really quite looking forward to, you know, try, trying my arm to see if I can score enough points to win it again. <laughs> anyway, until next time. Thanks again. Take care and enjoy your knitting and keep warm. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Episodes and show notes can be found at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com. Comments can be left there or at yarnsfromtheplain.blogspot.com or you can message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plain. 
You can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com and you can also find me at Twitter where I tweet as Tales from Plane. Go on, make yourself heard. <laughs>